Hello and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about a very hot topic currently, gender pronouns. Now, just before we get started, as a reminder, neither Sarah or myself are experts, and all the information that we discuss will be based solely on our opinion, and we're going to be referring to several different articles throughout the episode. Those articles will be added to our Now About That pod Google Doc, and I will link that in the episode as well. So first off, Sarah, remind us all what your pronouns are. So my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And my pronouns are he, his. What else? Is that it? He, he him, his. He, him, his. And sometimes that bitch over there <laughs> happens. I am often that bitch over there. Um, I will say a lot of the times when there is a topic or something that I don't know that much about or I'm kind of uncomfortable talking about it, I do make jokes, but I will try to be as serious as possible with this topic because it's a pretty serious topic because a lot of people are impacted by it. But first, do we want to kind of start off by going through what a pronoun is and how to use them? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, so I pulled up a an article that's just called Pronouns How To, and it says pronouns are the way that we refer to people in place of their name or in third person, referring to that person while talking about someone else, referring to that person while talking about talking to someone else. Wow, Jesus. Uh, often pronouns have an implied gender, such as he to refer to a man or a boy, or she to refer to a woman or a girl. People may also make assumptions about the gender or a person based on their appearance of their name or their name. Uh, in both cases, the assumptions aren't always correct, accurate, or helpful. In fact, in our workplaces, schools, and communities, these messages can be harmful and damaging to relationships. When you use someone's pronouns correctly, uh, it serves to create an inclusive environment where you demonstrate that you care and respect them. Just as we wouldn't want to make up a nickname for someone and use it against their will, it can be just as upsetting or disrespectful to refer to someone using incorrect pronouns. Actively choosing not to use pronouns someone has shared that they go by is harassment and implies that intersex, transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people do not or should not exist. So that's just a quick paragraph from that article, that first article, kind of talking about what pronouns are and why it's best to use someone's pronouns that they go by. And I did find out, just based on some of the reading and a video that I watched, it's not always a good thing to say what are your preferred pronouns, because that means that's showing that someone might have... It, it basically implies that someone has a preference when it's not really a preference. It's that's just who they are. Yeah. So and I, I didn't even realize that until I heard that in the video. Um, but like there's a learning curve. I still sometimes ask, what are your preferred pronouns? Yeah. Um, I think the better option for that would be what pronouns would you like me to use? Right. I think sometimes. Or what pronouns do you go by? Sometimes the preferred pronouns can be can be a good thing, especially if you if you know somebody who's closeted elsewhere. Yeah. But is out to you. So there are gonna be different pronouns that you use out in public since they're not out. I guess that yeah, that makes sense. So um being but, mindful. What? Just being mindful of, you know, people is usually yeah. the best way to go. Yes. So this kind of all stems from that announcement this week from 
Arkansas, where <laughs> the uh, sociopath Sarah Suckaby. Huckab- oh, wow, Sarah. Suckaby, huh? <laughs> Sarah. Well, she does kind of suck. Sarah Huckabee yes. Sanders was is now she was now sworn in as the governor, right? Yeah, first female governor of Arkansas. And uh, to quote myself when I was telling you and Sam about it, which I mean, how progressive Arkansas is 2023, but also why that particular woman? Right. But the reason we're talking about it and the reason it's kind of a topic that we wanted to discuss and look into this week is because of the conversation, well, executive order that she signed removing the term Latinx from um, government documents. Yeah. And I did do a little digging um, into the uh, Hispanic Latino communities preferences for that term. And it does seem like there is some, it's not well liked within the, that community either. So it really depends. The only reason, first of all, let me just, let me just state that I'm white. So I go with, I go with whatever um, the people of color around me tell me that they want to use. But I know that a large portion of particularly the um, Latin American community here uses Latinx. In particular, the people that I go to school with and people that I interact with on a semi-regular basis. But there's also tons of different names that are also used. Latinx just came along to be more gender inclusive. And my main issue with Sarah Suckabee is that she's all like, well, you can't remove gender from romance languages. And it's just like, that's actually not true. (laughs) As somebody who's aspiring to be a linguist, language is fluid. Language is constantly changing. We change language to fit our needs. So. So yeah, further to that point, Um, before actually Latinx was introduced, um, the term lat- lat- Latine or Latine with an E instead of an X mm-hmm. is the one that's typically used. And then there's also Latin, uh, Latin at with an at symbol at the end. Yes. And then a lot of people are just like, just, okay, there's two sides to this that I read. A lot of people are like just referred to me as Hispanic, um, but then those people that are from, that have Latin backgrounds and actually come from um, the Latin culture say that kind of erases their Latin culture. So they don't, they prefer not to be called Hispanic because it's not, it's removing their roots to their Latin culture. So that makes sense to me too. Hispanic refers to being occupied by Spain. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of people don't want to use that. Because why use the name that was given to you by the colonizers? Right. Um, And then in this one article that I read that is called... Where is it? Um, It's called Latin... Or Call Me Latine. Latin... Latine. It's the uh, new online resource helps queer and non-binary Latinese define themselves. Um... Oh, that's not this one, sorry. This one, I mean, it's a good article, but in this article, it's talking about, um, it's from BU Today, a publication from Boston University. I just realized that it was a Boston University article. And it says, not everyone at BU represented by these numbers, which it's talking about. At BU, the Latinx community has increased across the board in the past five years. Undergraduates by 7%. 
graduates by 23%, faculty by 17%, and staff by 38%. Uh, and then it goes on to say, not everyone at BU represented by these numbers prefers the term Latinx. And then um, Galadi is the person that's speaking or talking about it, understands. And she says, it is important that people realize that to her and other scholars, the X does not refer solely to gender neutrality. It can represent an unknown value as in mathematics and signifies what she refers to as a categorical impossibility. Okay. And then she goes on to say, how do you define a population made up of descendants from all of the countries in Latin America? People that are white, black, Asian, and indigenous. Anglo-American culture always wants to define the minoritized other as this one thing. And I think the ex pushes back and says, no, we are all of these things. I mean, I think that I it's like a that. good... That's a good argument for Latinx as a popular. Um, and then, so there's, there are plenty of other options for self-identification based uh, Latino, Latinx, and Hispanic. There's the Latinat, which was popular in the 1990s as gender expansive precursor to Latinx. There's Latini, a gender neutral term championed by detractors of Latinx, primarily for its better adherence to Spanish grammar. So, I mean, to me, I think it goes back to the thing. You're asking someone what they would like to be called and putting that first. But I think the conversation is more around government documents and how, what do you, what do you use in a government document? Right. And I mean, to me, it kind of goes back to based on the language, what is the default and in most, which I'm not saying this is right, but in most languages, the default is the masculine version of the name, of the, the term. So Latin, right. la Latino. Even if you're referring to a group of people and there are multiple other, multiple genders in that group, in most Spanish-speaking um, Spanish Latin cultures, you refer to the masculine version of the, the term. Right. Just like from a lingu linguistics point of view yeah yeah so to me i i mean i get it it's i think it is kind of a it's a little bit of eraser and the push to remove things and get remove things from documents and change it to a certain way just because you don't like the term um is kind of unacceptable if it's if it's written that way and it has all of the terms in there why does it matter right like I think my biggest problem is that specifically that she stated that Latinx is a culturally insensitive word, despite the fact that people who use Latinx are the ones who created that word and that she's using Spanish as dictated by Spain, which Spain is the colonizer. Most people in um, Latin America, Spanish speaking countries don't give two fucks what Spain has to say about Spanish. <laughs> Again, because they're the colonizers. It just It's just frustrating because it feels like to me, specifically because of her quote, one can no more easily remove gender from Spanish and other Romance languages than one can remove vowels and verbs from English. She's very specifically making this about gender and not about like the actual words. And I think the argument that she uses in reference to this research that she cited, only 23% of Latino adults in the U.S. have heard of the term, and of that, 3% use it. I, that's also, like, what's the percentage of people that identify as Latinx, though? Is it 
the 3% that use it is the thing. So like, I get it that you're using, you may be using uh, terms that are, or you're referencing to, to people using the terms that are more familiar to them. But the people that are using it are the ones that are important, not the people that aren't using it on a daily basis. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Like the people who are using it are using it for a reason. Yeah. And then a minority in this situation. And since this is all supposed to be about protecting minorities, even though we all know that she doesn't not. give two fucks about minorities. Right. Um, there's also this really good article that um, I just started reading before we started called um, Eight LGBTQ Plus People on Whether They Prefer Latinx, Latin, or Neither. And it ta- it's got um, interviews with eight different people and what term they prefer to go by and why it kind of their justification or their reasoning behind feeling more comfortable with one term or another. Um, and when you look at it, it's the, it's, it, it's really, it does boil down to the person. So if you're talking, if you're wanting to be sensitive towards the culture, then the person's culture is what you're looking at. And if that person prefers Latinx, then that's being sensitive to their culture. Saying that you're, you want to adhere to the norm or adhere to the, the minor, the majority is a little bit of eraser towards those that are not the, the majority. Right just it's a crapshoot either way i think i don't feel like government officials should be able to ban words like latinx from government documentation like i understand you know the quote-unquote there are limits to you know how many different things we can use blah 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 blah. but i feel like i mean at it if anything just put like the like I said earlier, put the whatever the gender or not gender norm, the um, language default is, and then do an asterisk and make a note of yeah. the other the other terms that are used. Yeah, like literally, it's not that difficult. But no. like anyway. I think that would be that's an easy compromise that everyone should hopefully be. I mean, I think. I can't say that. I would assume would make sense for people to be comfortable with because it's still acknowledging the the fact that those other terms are there, right. but sticking with the literature, the grammatically correct usage based on that language. Yeah. I think also, I guess my other beef with this whole situation is that this was her very first act. <laughs> as governor like this was the first thing that she decided to pounce on not her state's uh you know crippling poverty levels you know nothing else that's actually like well we don't know that what other things did she sign i mean it was included in one of several different executive orders that she signed this is apparently the first one she signed do you have do you you know that specifically do i have evidence Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying we we can't say that unless we can back it up with evidence and proof that this was the the very I mean, first I, thing she did. I can still say it. <laughs> you can because I that's can your opinion. <laughs> but like, um, but it could be wrong. We don't know. Okay, let's see. She signed seven executive orders into law. Um, Let's see. The first one she signed was a promotion and hiring freeze for all state government workers. Which is a dick move, too. Yep. 
Another executive order will prevent government agencies from implementing new regulations without her approval. Which kind of kind of makes sense because she is, I mean, she's the governor. I she mean, signed an executive order prohibiting indoctrination and critical race theory in school. That's dumb. We've already talked about the fact that that's not a thing. We want to root that out and make sure it never sees the light of day here in the state of Arkansas. Her quote. I, I'm so tired of this fear mongering around race theory. It's like if, I mean, some, some teachings, yes, it's a little bit extremist, but if you're teaching about like what racism is and how to keep from being racist or how to teach someone to not be racist, I don't see that as a bad thing. I don't, I don't see why that's an issue. And then the measure that aims to quote unquote respect the Latino community by removing the gender neutral world Latinx, um, specifically because she says, and I quote, one of the things as governor that I will not permit is the government using culturally insensitive words. Latinx is that a culturally insensitive word. It was developed by people within that community to express themselves and therefore is not culturally insensitive. So, I mean, the, we can't say it was the first, but it was one of the first seven that she did. Yeah, she also, she signed an, exec, an executive order to combat unemployment fraud and an executive order banning the social media app TikTok from being used on government devices. So that, I mean... I don't think any social media should be allowed on government-owned devices. Oh, I agree with that. Or government-used. So, like, like, anyone in the government shouldn't be able to use social media on their government-issued work, work phones. Yes. Yeah. I don't... I don't see... That's not a contentious... I don't... That's not an issue for me. I do think it starts to become an issue when you are looking at banning it on... Like, banning access to it on personal devices. Right. But that's not the topic we're looking into and we're not talking about sarah huckabee sanders because she suckabee yes i will add that thank you for sending that yeah no problem so i mean that was really for like pronouns that's that's all i had to talk about there's a really good video in this this article from i don't even know what it's the company is called diversity center um neo it's well it's an organization um let's go to about us and i read their about us but i don't really like the first part of it <laughs> uh it's the diversity center of northeast ohio um and so it this is where i got this article that has uh the information about what pronouns are, um, how do you use pronouns. And there's also this really great video in it um, from The Cut or Cut. Um, oh yeah, I watch a lot of their videos. And it's just called Pronouns and it's it's people that, and talking about their pronouns and why they prefer or they why they want you to use their pro, those pronouns. And really it does all boil down to using the correct pronouns to describe someone or talk to someone or about someone is just respectful and you're honoring their honoring that person yeah there's literally there's no it, it costs you nothing to use somebody's pronouns yeah and you can argue oh, oh well it's not grammatically correct it's i mean it is there's research and i included it in the uh, google doc that shows um what grammatarians that's called Gram 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 <laughs> i used to call them grammar nazis there's a specific word for it though there is i think i closed it but basically people that are like they specialize in grammar Grammarian. have argued what grammarians yes that's it thank you 
um, have argued that it's acceptable to use they as a singular term um, that could be used in place of he or he or she, though sometimes limiting it to informal constructions. So it's, I mean, I don't see why it's a hard thing to do. I think when the issue arises when you have corrected someone and they continuously refer to you as the incorrect pronoun. Yeah. That, I mean, in especially if in a workplace, that can be considered harassment and you can go to your HR and that person can be fired for harassment. Absolutely. If there's, especially if there's documented evidence that you've asked them to refer to you as the correct pronoun and there's documented evidence of them continuing afterwards not to, that's the biggest thing. If you ever ask someone to refer to you as a specific pronoun, make sure you get it, like you document it in an email, a text message, something that you can show if it continues and that person is harassing you and referring to you as the incorrect pronoun. That way, if you go to your human resources or your supervisor and they say, well, how how do I know that you asked them to? Having proof is the best way to demonstrate that you've done something and they continue to and it's harassing you. Now, going back to pronouns, mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the things that came up recently on my Twitter feed um, is Nebraska came out with its first anti-trans bill. Um, which is going to prevent people under 21 from being able to see drag shows. Um, and it defines drag as trans people performing, which is not, not accurate. But there was also another article, I have to find it now, um, about how people, companies are now going to require, um, people to be referred to by their, uh, not their pronouns, but the pronouns of their sex assigned at birth. And I have to find that one. But it's just a hot, hot mess. And I feel like it's so not difficult to just refer to somebody by their pronouns. They're literally, it's literally not hurting anybody. Yeah. Um, Let's see. In... From the human resource, or uh, not human resources, uh, human rights campaign. Let's see. Nebraska. Nebraska. I, it's really, I don't know. It's really hard to determine. Um, they have transgender exclusions in state medical coverage, laws prohibiting transgender people from receiving appropriate ID. The uh, specific one that I'm speaking of is Nebraska LB371. LB371. A bill for an act relating to crimes and offenses to prohibit an individual under 19 years of age or under 21 years of age from being present at a drag show as prescribed to define a term to provide a penalty and prohibit a state agency from using state funds to host a drag show. The purposes of this section drag show means a performance in which the main aspect of the performance is a performer which exhibits a gender identity that is different from the performer's gender assigned at birth using clothing, makeup, or other physical markers, or the performer sings, lip syncs, dances, or otherwise performs for an audience for entertainment. Oh, and, sorry, and the performer sings, lip syncs, dances, or otherwise performs for uh, an inter- for the odd- for an audience for entertainment. Sorry, I had to cough. 
Uh, no individual under 19 years of age shall be present at a drag show. Any person 19 years of age or older who knowingly brings an individual under 19 years of age to a drag show shall be guilty of a class one misdemeanor. No individual under 21 years of age shall be present at a drag show if alcoholic liquor is available. Um, any business establishments or nonprofit that hosts a drag, drag show and allows an individual under 19 years of age in violation of subdivision 2A of this section or II2 under 21 years of age in violation of subdivision 2B of this section to be present at a drag show shall be fined $10,000 for each violation of this section. Hmm. So, I mean, I think, I think the key thing in here is knowingly. So, I mean, you can always argue ignorance. I didn't know the person was 19. I didn't know they were 21. <laughs> I didn't know. And I think the, I think the issue there kind of lies with how do you prove that person doesn't, how do you prove that person does or does not know? It's very difficult to prove someone, how someone knows how old someone is, but that kind of argument can be seen for other things that are not okay to, to happen. Yeah. Um, so really quickly, do you want to take a quick break? And then come back and uh, we'll look a little bit more. So was this signed into law? Um, I don't know if it's passed yet, but it's it's the first proposed bill at this time. And why are we referring to people as 19 as children? People under the age of 19 are no longer children. They can go to war and they can vote. They're adults at that point. Here's the article that I was trying to find. Um, North Dakota bill would require employers use pronouns associated with the oxyribonucleic acid. So we'll take a look at that when we come back. And I will, uh, I need to take the little man out because he's standing under me finding. <laughs> so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Okie dokie. Alrighty. Welcome back. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. It must have kept what I had it do earlier then. So we were talking about the Nebraska law and then the North Dakota bill as well. Um, yes. Going back to the Nebraska, ball, the Nebraska bill, um, mm -hmm. I think the thing that I'm, it doesn't make sense to me is when I'm I'm reading this, um, it's from the Nebraska ABC Channel News, <clears throat> and it says the state senator Dave Merman, uh, who represents South Central Nebraska, proposed the bill, and it's he says it's not appropriate to expose children to a sexualized dancing or overly enhanced genitals. So there's a bill against kids going to Hooters then? Right. So yeah, I mean... To me, you would think that would be included in the bill too, but in the bill, it specifically refers to drag shows. So, I mean- I also me, don't see anything in the bill talking about 19 year olds going to strip clubs. Yeah, um, but I think the issue that I'm seeing is the bill would make it a misdemeanor to knowingly bring a minor to a drag show. Minor, unless I'm confused, is considered anyone under the age of 18. I was also under that impression. And in some cases, 16. In which some, is gross, in my opinion. Which is gross, yeah. And, I mean, it should be 18. But, I mean, unless something has changed in the recent years, anyone over the age of 18 is considered an adult. Like, maybe not mentally or emotionally, but legally. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> they die for their country. They can vote. You know, I don't know. And I mean, and this one that you're talking about in North Dakota, it kind of just seems like a, the reiteration of something that happened in Florida and several other states, uh, mainly the uh, don't say gay bill in Florida. Yeah. It's just any person who violates this section must be assessed a fee of $1,500 for using somebody's correct pronouns. In what setting? In schools? Um, I don't know, because it says for the North Dakota bill, it says a bill for an act to amend and reenact section 10134 of the North Dakota Century Code relating to gender usage in the North Dakota Century Code and to provide a penalty. But I'm looking, so I'm looking at the the um, the article that you sent and it's specifically talking about schools. Mm. So it's exactly like the the bill that's in, that was proposed. Well, not really. It's the teacher's bill of rights. And it says teachers shall be free to use the legal name and pronoun of a student without fear of reprisal, a bill that would allow them to misgender trans students. I can't read some of it because there's a stupid subscribe. Continue reading. Oh, there it goes. It went away. <laughs> I was going to say it should go away. Yeah. Um, but have no such permission required to misgender a trans student. These double standards harm trans students as well as force trans uh, teachers to participate in hurtful actions that may go against their own conscience. I mean, it's... I, America sucks. That's just all it boils down to. And the fact that all it's like conservative psychopaths are really the ones that are leading the charge is what's kind of terrifying about it because they're... There's a majority of conservative psychopaths and everybody else. It's people are afraid to speak out because they'll get ostracized or attacked. And that's that's an issue. Yeah, I did watch this really good video earlier. Um, let me find it and see who it was by because it was a really interesting video. Um, not watch later on YouTube. Um, called is my child too young to learn about being gay uh by tim ramsey and uh, it's a ted talk and his argument is no your child is never too young the question you should be at the if you're asking the question is my child too young to be learn about being gay you should also ask the question is my child too young to learn about being straight exactly and if you say yes or no to my child's not too young to learn about being straight and yes to my child's too young to learn about being gay then you are being homophobic and you're harming those children that need to learn about that information exactly. because the lgbtq community is more likely to self-harm than any other community because of the fact that they don't get the exposure and knowledge that other communities do get like I mean, straight communities get. Yeah. There was one other, where is it? Because there was one other thing that I was going to talk about in relation to this. And now I can't find the article. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, just, yes, the United States sucks. And I really, like, how, how is it going to get fixed? Like, what's, the, how do people, how do you fix it? That's the thing I don't understand. Like, I don't know. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I don't know how we fix it either. Uh, because I feel like, you know, as individuals, we can only do so much. Maybe we should 
run for office, Sarah. Yeah, we're going to run for office. Like he just takes a sip of his Coke and looks at me. Um, you know, okay, sure, sure. Uh, let's run for office. Why not? You're a Capricorn. You're going to get that done. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be a thing. I'm going to wake up one morning and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I got elected. I'm going to be like, the fuck? <laughs> um, but... When I was younger, I wanted to run for office, but like it doesn't seem like people in office use common sense and or empathy. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I wouldn't do too well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, or I agree with that that statement. But I mean, the fact that if you run for office, that's you leading that charge. And I'm very dark. It's very, very dark, dark here. <laughs> I need to get. I was. I was joking this week about getting a, a ring light <laughs> for this very reason because it is very dark. It is very dark. I can barely see you. Um, I was looking for a trivia about pronouns, but I don't see anything. I mean, I do, but there's not. Like it's they're quizzes that you take. Mm pronouns quiz with answers you know we don't have to do trivia but that's but that's that's us that's how we end the <laughs> that's how we end every episode sarah so i'm a tessel my bad don't cuss at me i'm not cussing at you you would know <laughs> if i was cussing at you did you um did you have any exciting plans for your birthday coming up? Uh, no, but tomorrow, because today is Ryan's birthday, mm-hmm. um, we're going to go to, it's called The Book Barn in um, Connecticut, which is supposed to be the largest bookstore in Connecticut. Dang, I wish I was there. And uh, it's in like... Neantic, Natick, not Natick, but Neantic, something like that, Connecticut. And then it's supposed to be like uh, right on the edge, right on the 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 ocean. <laughs> oh my god, what is it called? Sarah, help me! Don't just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> no, but like, what do you call it when it's like on the ocean? It's not the bay. It's the on the coast. Coast. Thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> yes, it's on the coast. <laughs> so we're going to try and find somewhere to eat over there and get lunch and just make a day of it because it's his birthday. Nice. I mean, I celebrated my birthday by buying a new phone. Did I tell you I got a new phone? No, you didn't. Uh, so on Monday, was it Monday? Sunday. Mm, one day this week. Sunday. <laughs> one day this week <laughs> I don't remember when it was um, I plugged my phone up and I basically had to like jam the charger in and hold it there to get it to charge and then anytime I moved it it stopped charging um, so I ordered a new phone and went to Best Buy and got it And but the dumb thing is I should have just bought one of those because I bought one of those things to like clean out your phone Mm-hmm. And I cleaned it out, and it's fine now. It was just because there was a bunch of lint inside the charging port. 
so it wasn't mm. letting it connect to the phone. Uh. And it's fine now, so I just wasted a bunch of money getting a new phone. But when I go to get a new computer in March, I can trade in my phone, my computer, and my iPad and reduce the amount of money I had to pay out of pocket. There you go. Because they have a trade-in service at Best Buy. Those of you that are looking for a new computer, I would highly recommend Best Buy. I love Best Buy. Not sponsored. (laughs) Best Buy, hit me up. Now about that pod at gmail.com. Come on. (laughs) I mean, I love Best Buy. Um, But they do this thing where if you have old technology that you don't need anymore or you're looking to get new technology, you can trade it in. You don't get that much money for it. Like for my iPhone 12 Pro Max, I think they're it's like $400 or something like that. And then for this MacBook that I'm going to trade in, it's like 200 and some. And my iPad, it's like 400 and some. Dang, so, I mean, like a lot of money to me. It's almost $1,000. That's like half the price of the, the laptop I was looking at. So speaking of new technology uh nick and horace have decided that i need to get an iphone because i'm the only one in our group who doesn't have an iphone and are they gonna gonna get it for you (laughs) no (laughs) no but this is this is what they were telling me and here's here's the reasoning it's it's not because they think that iphone is better though i'm sure that that is part of it um but it's because we can't rename our group chat, our group text, because I'm the only one without an iPhone. I'm going to test that theory. I'll let you know if they're lying to you or not. <laughs> I think secretly they just want to know whether or not I read the messages. <laughs> I know they're right. You can't na- rename it. Yep. Hmm. So because I don't have an iPhone, we can't rename our group chat. Hmm. So... I mean, does it really matter that much? Just use Messenger. Then you can name it whatever you want. Because I'm the only one in our friend group that has an iPhone. And we have a fun name for ours. That's that's true. Tres Amigos. Yeah. Because we've, we've been the three amigos since <coughs> high school. Yeah. You know, we've known each other for over half of our lives. Shut up, Sarah. You're old. You're old. I am not. I'm younger than you. Oh my God, you're going to be the same age as me on the 17th. But I'm not. Three same days. Age as you currently. Tuesday, you <laughs> will be the same age as me. That's not true. I've gone back. I'm now 28. <laughs> Gross. I would not go back to my <laughs> 20s for all the tea in China. <laughs> um. So I do think, I think going forward, the way I kind of want to do some of these episodes is look on like Reddit or something and get um, questions like people asking for advice and answer advice. Oh, that sounds exciting. And even I will even go further to like collect the advice that we give and then respond in Reddit. There we go. It'll be fun. It would be fun. And it's another way to make a Reddit for our channel. And we'll respond from the channel. Oh, that would also be cool. Yeah. And it gives We're us We're in LLC now, too. Right? Now about that productions. Speaking uh, of, I did I tell you I secured a domain? No, you didn't. 
I did. Now about that productions.com. I have not looked into creating a website yet though. Um, so that's kind of the next step that I'll have to look into doing a website. Then we can refer to the website instead of a Google doc and just there tell people go. to go look at the website for our discussion and links to the articles we look at. I love this. I love this for us. It's fun. Yeah. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, are we, are we going to wrap it up? Are, we... are, are you doing anything fun this weekend? We can talk about what we're doing fun for the weekend. I mean, I just did. Oh, true. Um, am I doing anything fun this weekend? I don't think, I don't think I'm really doing anything. Like tonight is me and Nick's date night. Um, I think we're just going to stay in and watch movies. I might uh, trick him into playing a game of chess with me. I say trick because whenever we play chess together online, he usually beats me. But if we play in person, I win. <laughs> so that's funny. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get him to play chess with me. Um, oh, I what I was gonna tell you um, was my assistant manager quit out of the blue yesterday i think you said that year he was getting ready to quit or something yeah he just he just put in his two weeks he got into a fight with the district manager and uh put in his two weeks so we're about to have zero management that's um, fun and we there's only there's only really two of us that work the front desk during the week works like a Sunday every now and then. Um, so that means with him gone, now it's just gonna be me and my other coworker. And I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> it sounds like you're gonna be a manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I don't know. I think your internet's getting bad because you just got really like you, you froze a little bit there a couple times. I don't know. Um, I did. I remember you saying you were going to look into potentially going back to pharmacy, the pharmacy tech thing. Have yeah. you looked into that yet? I was looking into it. Um, my tech in training license expired, mm. and you can't renew a tech in training license. You have to just get the license. Yeah. Which means I have to take the test, which costs one hundred and twenty nine dollars. So, yeah. Um, but I do, I have already gotten um, an interview for a new job um, Tuesday, actually, um, for um, an infant teacher position with a Montessori school. So, how do you teach infants? Smack them? Um, no, you don't no. harm the children. <laughs> we don't condone. We don't condone violence on this episode or this video, this channel. <laughs> um, no. So basically, teaching infants is just showing them how to like sit up and you know grasping things. Children are constantly learning. So it's basically just reading to them, singing to them, introducing them to colors, shapes, things like that. And they're already learning. Their brains are soaking it all up. So I'm I'm excited. I miss working with babies. 
<laughs> I know you and Sam hate children, but <laughs> your internet is garbage right now. <laughs> You're like frozen and keep freezing. Status. So we'll call it a night. <laughs> Okay. I just took a screenshot and I'm gonna send it to you after this and I'll show you what happened. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, thank you for listening. For those of you that have listened to this week's podcast, uh, please like, comment, follow, and subscribe. If you like this episode, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Um, if you do not if you did not like this episode, piss off, we don't care. <laughs> And then feel free to follow us on our social media. Our Instagram handle is at nowaboutthatpod. And if there's a specific topic that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email us at nowaboutthatpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you have a great week since this will come out on a Monday. Sarah, have a good weekend. You too. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.